how do I ensure that the job expectations are met when I have just been hired into a new position? Today I'm going to be talking about one of the most fearful things that happens when you begin a new job. You have no idea whether or not you're doing a good job or not. So let's dive right in. You are listening to the Career Path Angel Show, where we talk all about career, business, positive mindset, self-development, and many other fun and exciting topics with one goal in mind, to help new working professionals to fast track their careers in the corporate world. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Here is your host, Angel Mary. Hi everyone, welcome to the Career Path Angel Show. Today I am very excited to talk to you about job expectations. Before we dive right in, I want to quickly ask you to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. That way you won't be missing any episodes in the future. All right, let's talk about what happens now when you first get a new job. I want to take you back to the early 2000s. This was soon after I first graduated from college and I started my first job as an accountant. In this role, I was really very new in understanding what the expectations were. I didn't ask the one most critical question that you're supposed to ask on the first day of work, which is, what are your expectations of me? over the next three months? What are your expectations of me for the first week? What are your expectations in terms of how often I need to be checking in with you about my progress? These are really, really important questions. I'm telling you this right off the bat. If you haven't written this down, write it down right now, especially if you're going to be switching into a new role. That's the first questions that you have to ask on your first day of work. In fact, I would actually take it up a notch and say, These are the questions you should be asking even on your interview because that really shows that you're already envisioning yourself in the role. Now, why are these questions important? When I was working, I didn't ask these questions. So by the 90-day mark, when my boss called me into his office, I had realized that the software that he had expected I would know, I didn't know. He was a very good guy. I was really lucky to have him as a boss, even though he had made the mistake as a manager not asking me that question of what I felt comfortable with and also giving me the expectations in the first place of what he expected me to complete. He, at that point, didn't blame me. He said, listen, you're new. It was my fault. I didn't tell you. And so he gave me a little bit more time. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you aren't blessed with a good manager. So getting that information right at the upfront mark is critically important. It was actually a role later on that I held as a manager when I really put into practice asking this question right up front. And the question that I asked was during the interview, I asked what the goals were for my position, what they expected me to accomplish, and they were able to tell me that they wanted me to bring in a new revenue line in to see if we could bring our revenue numbers up 
from a losing operation to one that is actually making profit. So that was a very clear-cut explanation of what they wanted to see me accomplish. But another thing that they had said was they wanted to see me change the mindset of the people who are working in the office with me. And that took something more than just simply knowing that you need to maybe expand your business operations, etc. That required me to really think about how I was going to be relating to different individuals in the office. So that is a very clear way where they told me what my expectations were going to be um, by them by the time I ended the 90-day mark. It also gave me clarity on whether or not this was something I can handle. It's better to ask these questions um, for clarity in the interview so you don't end up committing to the job and then it becoming a big surprise, all the nitty-gritty details of what they expect you to accomplish in the by the 90-day mark. So I would always recommend that you ensure that this question is touched on briefly at least during the interview, and then you can ask more detailed questions when you are in person. Another really important question that needs to be asked on that first day is figuring out what your boss's management style is and best method of communication is. Does your boss like to be dropped in on in the office where the door is always open, there's an open door policy in place, there's an expectation you're going to be able to pop your head in, say hello here and there? Is that perhaps the style? And you may only really know this after a couple of days of watching what other people do. Some of the more astute individuals in your office will already be using the method that they like best, and you'll see who those people are. If your boss says, yeah, I like email, I would still try to find a way to get some FaceTime in so that they recognize that you're there. I think FaceTime is extremely important and out of sight, out of mind, right? If they don't see you, they don't realize that you're there doing work or what you're working on. And your manager could be very, very busy, but it could just be a simply dropping in and saying a good morning. That is a really good way to build rapport when you're starting a new job. Not only does it help you when it comes to your assessment as you're going along in the new position, it will also build a level of relationship with your boss where you are already in an open dialogue. You are already communicating back and forth instead of you sitting in your cubicle and feeling like you need to be able to figure everything out very easily, and it's not coming easy for you. So I would strongly recommend making sure that you're starting to build that relationship up on communication with your boss. But with the communication, that's not just your boss now. You have colleagues, and you have to find out what method are they using. Does everyone have a morning powwow that you should be a part of? Does the group interact with Slack or some other type of program that they use regularly? You need to make sure you have all those software systems in place. The last thing you want to do is get into your computer and then you find out that you're missing a lot of things that would allow you to do your job more efficiently. I want to talk about 
what can go horribly wrong if you don't have a handle on your situation when you start a new job? And I'm going to name this person Jimmy. And that way, that's protecting that person. Jimmy was a new employee at the role. He was more like a colleague for me. I wasn't his boss. He was a colleague. But I worked in a supervisory function. So even though he didn't have a direct reporting line to me, I oversaw operations. So when his boss was absent, I may be the most closest managerial person available for that person on the floor. Jimmy was a really kind person. I remember the first day he was hired, we were really excited to have him. We really needed him. He was functioning in an IT role in the department, and we really needed his expertise because we were backlogged on getting a lot of things in automation, and he was supposed to be helping with all of these things. And I recall at the time that he came in with very, I mean, he was supposed to be coming in like in a January period, and then he didn't show up until March, and there was something going on with his um, onboarding. And we finally got him. We were excited. I believe he was told what the expectations were. I can't be sure. But it's clear that he didn't have himself together. And now this is I'm going to be leading this conversation towards keeping yourself at your having yourself at your A game, okay? So with Jimmy, Jimmy was not personally functional in a way that made him efficient for the job he was hired to do. And I'll explain what happened. He actually started leaving his desk for extended periods of time. And I recall every time one of the other directors came by, he would ask, where did Jimmy go? And I'm like, well, I think he just went to the bathroom, but I think he went to the bathroom earlier, so I don't know if he came back. And then another person said, well, yeah, I saw Jimmy come back, and then you know, he went back out again. And then it, he just seemed to be taking a lot of breaks, a lot of long breaks. And I didn't really think anything of it at the time because I – just didn't think anything could really be going on other than then him taking long breaks. And I figured his manager would probably end up having to pull him aside and explain to him that there are only two 15-minute breaks during an eight-hour workday plus his lunchtime. And if he needs to take breaks, he should be outside like a short bathroom break. He shouldn't be going out every 15 minutes for extended periods. So I was expecting that to happen. Uh, I don't believe that happened. So that was one of the faults that the manager did. The manager didn't make it clear what the expectations were. And I believe if the manager made it clear, then maybe Jimmy might not have been handling his role the way he was handling it. But what really was going down was Jimmy had a substance abuse problem, which we didn't know about. And we had a unisex bathroom on the floor. So some of the ladies were going to go use the bathroom and one of the stalls was closed. And it was a stall that had a door that was, you couldn't see through to the other side. It was locked for like a better part of the day. And 
as it turned out, we called security. We got the door open. He was passed out on the floor in the stall. And Jimmy was inebriated severely. And he actually got let go that very same day. But I have to wonder if Jimmy had some real oversight, some real um, support from his manager who seemed to be absent all the time and also was not there in the very beginning to help guide him. I have to wonder what caused him that level of stress that he had to res- um you know, lean into substances to get through the day. And perhaps it was not just the stress of the job. It could have been other things going on in his life. But he did not handle himself in a appropriate manner. And I look at that as a failure on the part of both the employee and the manager. It goes both ways. I saw it from the standpoint of a, as a colleague, as a peer, and I saw the faults. I saw that Jimmy was never given any clear directives of what the expectations were. I'm sure he was giving an, an orientation that he shouldn't be using substances, but I do think that if his manager had set the expectations, long breaks are not ex- you know, expected here, you should be at your desk and things like that, I don't believe it might have escalated to the point where he had gotten so out of control that he was passed out in the stall. So a lot of this is giving an example of expectations. What are expectations? There's an expectation when someone gets hired that they're going to know better than to be inebriated at work, right? But also that they should be reaching out if they have a problem. There's going to be a lot of expectations that as a new employee that you're going to be proactive and there's not going to be a whole lot of handholding, though it is on the part of the manager. If you are a manager and you have a new employee, it is your responsibility to be telling that employee all of the expectations of the role, how they're going to be assessed, and why it's important that they reach out to you if there is an issue. In summary, I wanted to really just go back over the main questions that I feel like are really important to be asking, especially if you're starting a new role. So without further ado, let's find a way to write this stuff down first question you must ask is what are the expectations for my position in the first 90 days you got to really ask questions about during this 90 day period the first three months what materials should you be learning what uh, type of goals should be should you be reaching what are your various deadlines during those that period is there anyone you should be working with touching base with is there a place for or a form for you where you can share your ideas in the, during that period? <clears throat> when are your evaluations happening in those 90 days? Are you going to be getting informal check-ins? Are you going to be required to produce a report? Is there something specific about your role that you need to understand and know that take plays a bigger picture in the company? How does your role impact the company? That's a very important question for motivation. Um, what are the main objectives that you should be doing in the first week that you're there? You need to ask those questions and you need to understand what, by, by the time Friday rolls around, what is it that you should have accomplished for that week? You need to know clearly who you are reporting to. How many bosses do you have? Do you have a dotted line to somebody else? 
are you going to be required to uh, put one boss's priorities over another? Or are you balancing them equally? Those are very important questions to know. Just because you got hired by someone doesn't mean that's who you're being you're reporting to. So that's very important to understand. Is there any specific metrics that you should be aware of on how they're measuring our success? Is there a certain number of sales you should be getting done? Is there a certain number of people you should be onboarding? Is there certain numbers maybe that are involved in the way you're going to be assessed? That's what you need to understand and know. How frequently are they expecting you to proactively go and give an update on your progress? You need to know that as well. And last but not least, what do they expect of you in terms of your work hours? I hope you asked this question when you were doing the interview because you never want that surprise that you were working with the idea that it was 9 to 5 and they're expecting you to work 9 to 10 and the weekend. So you never ever want to be in a situation where you're asking this question on the first day. But if you didn't already, you should you better be asking it on the first day. I hope these were very helpful to you. And I hope you look at it from the perspective that you're going in to a place where you're fitting in as a new puzzle piece that will complete the com- the picture the whatever puzzle you're putting together you're that final piece so HR for that company has spent a lot of time trying to find the right person and they're hiring you and you're coming in and you want to be coming in as that ideal team member asking these questions will make you already look like someone that they made the right decision on. Oh, wow, I made a good decision hiring this person. They're really proactive. They're asking a lot of great questions. And that's how you get really good professional reputation capital going from the very get-go, from the very start. Because building your professional reputation is every single thing you do from the very beginning. And setting that stage from the very start is how you're able to show everyone in your new workplace, hey, I'm here, I'm reliable, I'm efficient, I'm a team player, I'm here to get the job done. And then you're going to become very popular and people will love you because there's nothing people love more than someone who actually does their job. Am I right? All right, guys, it was so good talking to you. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, please do so. And stay tuned again next week for another episode. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Career Path Angel Show with Angel Mary. Something you want to hear Angel talk about on the show? Contact Angel through Instagram or TikTok to let her know. Hit subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and be sure to share it with your friends. Till next time, stay confident, stay positive, and never give up.